Now the Bereans were a more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So firstly, they were open to listen, even if what they were hearing was not something that they believed in. They were open to listening. For some of you, you might not believe about this religious stuff. You might be like, oh, I don't know, maybe my friend is inviting me here, or my parents want me to come, or I've just always been here. Um, but, you know, this is just something I, I need to do to make my parents happy or whatnot. Um, I know some people came here, like maybe, maybe you're, you're here for volunteering or whatnot. You know, like maybe you just, you just, you're just here for some reason. And you might have reservations about uh, this Christianity stuff because it's not something that you necessarily believe in. Maybe you have reservations because it's just something that someone's told you about. Maybe your experiences or your past tells, that, tells you that, man, I, I, I don't like this. Maybe you're afraid about what it might mean for your future. Maybe your life will have to change. Maybe I'm scared. I don't want that. Right? For those people, I, 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 mean, I invite you to come and listen. Come and listen. Like, be open-minded. Be open-minded. And I don't want you to convince being open-minded with checking your brain at the door. Because that's what a lot of people think. They think being, uh, having faith right, or believing means I turn my mind off and I just accept whatever I, I hear or, or whatever I, I, people tell me. And that, that's not what we're about here. Right? That's not what Christianity is. And that's not what the Koreans are about. So for me, I, I often I listen to certain podcasts. Um, I'm subscribed to this podcast called my, Exploring My Strange Bible. Maybe some of you may have heard that. Um, it's by Tim Mackey. He's one of the co-founders. Um, Tim Mackey, he's been so you know, helpful to me. Uh, as some of you guys know, he's a co-founder of The Bible Project. I mean, you might have seen their YouTube videos. Right? Very illustrative, um, very short, but also just so much, it's like packed with so much information. And it's really helpful. And I was listening to this podcast this week. It's basically called um, What is Biblical Faith? And he explained how the word faith, it gets thrown around so much that in a sense it kind of loses its meaning. Our faith is not, it's not a leap. We, we often associate, right, uh, leap with faith, right? The leap of faith. It means like, you know, at some point I just, I just, whatever, I just believe, right? But that's not what faith is, right? Faith is not, and faith is also not nearly trying hard enough uh, to just believe with your brain. As long as I can think hard enough and say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I, I agree, I trust, then I have faith. Faith is not that as well. All right, faith is not just merely feelings. In fact, faith is primarily an action. So when we look at Hebrews 11, um, it's commonly known as what? Like the faith chapter, right? Or the, the hall of faith. In verse 1 it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Our faith is being confident and having assurance about something that even if you do not see it in the present, you believe it. Right? And in the chapter, if you, if you want to read on your own, and you can go home later, 
the chapter goes on to have a bunch of narratives about Old Testament characters. And, 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 it, and it talks about how these people, because they, they believed, they went and they did something. Right? Abraham, because he believed, he left his home. And he went into a, into a land where he had no family, no friends. Right? Because Noah, he believed, right? he built an ark. Things like that. They read lots like that. Do you think it was because they they they, they, they just like believe hard enough to like yeah, yeah and then okay I guess I'll build an ark right Claire everyone's gonna mock me people gonna think I'm insane and like you know we've never seen rain before or whatever you know like you think like people are gonna do that no it's because he had good reason to because these people they believed in something because they had good reason. So let's say, for example, you're falling off a cliff, okay? Falling off a cliff, and you're like, ah. And, there, and then and you, somehow you, you, you grab onto this branch, and you're falling down. In that moment, are you guys going to be saying, as long as I believe hard enough, this branch is going to hold me up? Right? And someone's going to, you know. Or, or you guys think, okay, well, this branch is it's pretty thick, and like, well, I mean, I haven't, it hasn't broken yet. Um, and yeah, it looks pretty sturdy. Then okay, like I want to, I want to keep holding onto this branch, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna maybe like, I don't know, do some like wall climbing or something like that. You know, you're just gonna, you're just gonna hold on because what we believe is in, is not in thinking hard enough, but it's actually as if this branch is capable enough. Right? And I, I think that most of us will also think the same way, right? It's not about what or who we. I mean, it's, it's more about what or who we believe in rather than trying to make ourselves think hard enough. So the second thing is they examined the scriptures daily to see if they were if they were true. Right? Instead of checking their brains at the door, in fact, they did the opposite. They engaged their minds. So I think that's something that we need to work on, especially in a culture where we just you know people are talking about indoctrination all the time or like just uh, you know just believing because like someone told me something. Right, they examined the evidence of the message that Paul presented, which is basically what? Right, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was the Messiah, he was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again. Right, if you believe in this person, what this person is all about, and what they did, what this person did, right, then you're safe. And I know that we all have different levels of skepticism. Or some people, they just, they want to dig more than other people. Some people, they, they want to know more information. Or some people, they want to question everything. And that's okay. I think that's great. Right, but are you examining the scriptures? Right? Are you engaging in careful study of the scriptures? And maybe some, for some of us, maybe we actually need to learn how to read the Bible. Um, I'm not trying to, trying to you know, bash people or anything like that. But a lot of non-Christians, as well as Christians, don't know how to read the Bible. Maybe it's because they were never taught. And maybe, maybe they're, they're still, uh, maybe they're still like, uh, you know, they just became a Christian not, not, not too long ago. Or maybe it's, it's a, maybe it's just being lazy. Maybe it's just not having motivation to do so. Whatever that reason is, if we're not able to read the Bible for ourselves and understand it, then we're not going to be able to examine it. Right, so a lot of people, the Bible is it's just a collection of a lot of stories compiled together. Right, we, we get the story about Daniel in the mind's den, right? We get the story about 
uh, what like uh, feeding of the five thousand. Right, we get uh, stories about you know Adam and Eve, and we just don't really see how they're connected together. And somewhere in those stories, we get good advice, right, about like, how to be a good person, right, how to have a good life, how to be happy, um, or how to not how not to get in trouble, or how, things like that. We get some good advice, we get some nuggets of wisdom, but that's all we get from it. The rest of just it's just mumble jumble. But the Bible. Yes, it's a very strange book, but it's also a book that's much more than just nuggets of wisdom. We are reading a book that was written, what, many, many thousands of years ago, written in a different culture, right? written in a different language. And it's strange. So of course it's going to have some right, degree of difficulty, but nothing that we can't overcome. Right? And for our young adult group, we've been currently just going through uh, the Bible. In a sense of, what is the Bible? Where did it come from? Who wrote it? Is it reliable? Like, what does it mean for me? And like, how do I read it? Like, how do I read, you know, wisdom literature? How do I read poetry? Now, how do I read a narrative? Or how do I read history? Like, how do I read these type of things? And even for me, as a pastor, I'm still learning too. I'm still learning too. Like, learning never stops. Just because I took a class or something like doesn't mean I know everything now. So I encourage you to, want, to have a desire to want to learn how to read the Bible. Or I encourage you to actually join one of the groups that we have at our church. Whether if, if, whether if, if, you, you, know, if you have children, you send them to Juana. Or if you're, you know, you have youth, or if you're, you know, if you're in middle school, high school, come to family time. If you're a parent, come to you know, the parent fellowship that we have once a month. But these are all opportunities where you can go, and you don't need to figure things out by yourself. You have a group of people who want to learn together with you, right? And we learn together. That's how it works. Come and learn. How was it written? How do you interpret it? What does it mean for me? How do I apply that? So what happens when we don't examine the scriptures for ourselves? Let's talk about that. What happens when we don't examine? We risk believing lies, and we risk missing the truth. So we'll go for one, first of all. We'll go for things that sound good. We'll go for things that make us feel good. So I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? Give an example. God loves you no matter what you do. God loves you no matter what you do. How many people like like this like this sentence? Yeah, people like that. Okay. Yeah, so, 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 sounds good, right? Sounds good. It sounds like man, like I'm so loved. Um, like even though I, I mess up, I screw up, or whatnot, I fail. But I'm still loved. I'm, I'm loved for who I am. For who I am. Not just, not just what I do. Right? It makes me feel good, right? And yes, right? God does love us. No matter what. Right? In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God showed his love for us, that while this we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right? While we were still sinners, while we still didn't care about God, or we didn't know about God, God... Sent Jesus Christ to die for us. 
Okay, in, in very famous passage, John 3, 16, right? What does that say? Right, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. His only Son, right, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. And God loved the world. God loved us that He gave His Son. Right, but also the danger is here that people think, okay, well, since God loves me no matter what, I can do whatever I want. It doesn't matter what I do, because my actions don't matter. Right, therefore, let me just live life my way. You guys see, you guys see, the, see the danger there. In Romans uh, 12, 1, it says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. There's other Bible verses that, that, that have the same idea, that God does care. In fact, God's will is that we be holy, meaning that we're set apart from the desires of this world, right? That we're set apart, that we're different. So we can see that one idea can have two very, very different meanings. So we need to be careful, right? We need to discern. We need to, we need to see how we're going to, how we want to decipher these phrases that we often hear people throw around. How about this, this next one? We, well, oftentimes we subjectively go for things that sound right. Basically, well, to me it sounds right. You know, like, like maybe because I, because I like that. Or maybe it just, it just sits better with me, with, with my idea about who God is or how this world works. So I remember when I was in middle school or elementary school, I can't remember, I was, I was living in South Africa at that time. And at our church, the way we collect an offering, we didn't pass around the bag like we do here. It was just one box. And they just, they, just, they just sat somewhere. And on that box, um, there was a piece of paper. And on it, it said, God only helps those who help themselves. I'm not sure if, if, you, if you remember this. Um, I remember I, I talked about this with you when I went back then. It said, God only helps those who help themselves. And this is, mind you, this is, a, this is on the offering box, okay? So people are reading this, like, every week. And it's going to have some impact on somebody. And the fact that someone, um, you know, decided uh, and agreed to, to put it there, right, means that there was some thought behind that. So, and, anyone ever heard of that, that phrase before? Yeah? Anyone ever, yeah. Do you guys like this one? Do you guys like this one? You think it sounds right? It sounds right? Yeah? Yeah? Sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is that a Chinese proverb? Okay, yeah, it's a Chinese, Chinese proverb, I guess. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so for me, this sentence, it, it baffled me, though. Right? Uh, because some would say that this is the most quoted verse that's actually not in the Bible. Some people would say that. Right? Some people would claim that it's from... Um, this article titled Discourses Concerning Government um, uh, it originated from uh, Algernon at Sydney in 1698 or some other people would attribute this phrase to Aesop's fables um, Hercules and the Wagoner right? meaning there's, there's this guy, his wagon was stuck in the mud and like, he was just like oh somebody come help, like, help me come, come help me, and then Hercules popped up and Hercules was like, okay I'll help you but you also gotta push the car okay, so I think that there's a few ways to understand this phrase. 
when people say this. First of all, the way we can understand this is, we need to do something for God to intervene to help us. We need to do something. I, for example, I need to do good deeds in order to be saved. I need to do good deeds. I need, I need to at least be trying, right, to be a good person. Or else, you know, why would God's not going to save you? Or which we know, when we talk about this, is, is false. How we know, if we read the Bible, that, by, that, that it teaches that salvation is by grace, right, through faith alone. Right, just read Acts 15 again, where they had the dispute, like the Gentiles need to convert to, you know, being a Jew, and then they can be a Christian. Right, no, right, no, you don't need to do that. Right, read the entire book of Galatians, right, talks about that. Right, the second way that we can understand this is what? Don't be lazy or inactive. Like, if you're, if you're jobless, like, don't sit around waiting for someone to send you a job offer when you didn't even, like, write out any resumes or send out any resumes or go for any interviews, right? You gotta, you gotta do something. And maybe God can, can do something, right? Or the Proverbs uh, is full of verses that talk about hard work. Encouraging hard work and discouraging laziness. So then again, it kind of depends on the context, right? What is this? What is God only helps those who help themselves? What does that really mean, right? Is that in the Bible? Can we find that principle in the Bible? And thirdly, I want to talk about this. There are certain things that we sometimes accept just because someone said it with good intentions. Good intentions. For example, this phrase: "You should you should pray more about this decision." You should pray more about this decision. Anyone ever, ever had that said to them before? Pray more. Pray more and decide right. Is praying, is praying a bad thing? No. No. Is praying more a bad thing? Right, a lot of times, yeah, we do pray about big decisions. In fact, it, it, it kind of shows that we want to honor God, right? We care about what God thinks. We want to make the right decision. But it also runs the risk of what? Over-spiritualizing a decision. Right? If, if it's already in the will of God, we have freedom to make those decisions. We can ask for wisdom. We use common sense. Right? We run it by other people. Does the Bible specifically say no about this? Is there a principle in the Bible? Or what does God's will desire? What does He want from us? So if we're, not, if we're not careful, we might end up paralyzing ourselves because we, we seek God's specific will of direction in everything that we do. Right, so we need to be careful when people say things, when we say things to other people, when we read things, that we don't just accept it because there's good intentions. Like for, for example, growing up, um, you know, I, my, my, uh, I went to Taiwan, I visited my relatives, and they, they gave me this, this set of dinosaur, dinosaur toys, those like dinosaur transformers. As a kid, like it was like the most awesome like gift because it was probably really expensive too. And then I came home one day and it was gone. And I found out my parents threw it away. I was like, I was, I was really angry at the time. I was like, like this shoots missiles out of his tail and stuff like that. Like, like how are you gonna throw that away? But then I found out what my parents said, you know, dinosaurs are evil. Okay. Dinosaurs are evil. So they threw it away. I remember my I remember my Pokemon cards, holographic cards. Yeah, my, my, my mom one time she uh, she just she burned it up. She burned it. Because she was like, 
Pokemon's from the devil or something. You know, so like, you know, like, or, or you know, like, there, there's, there's, there's certain times where someone has good intentions, right? But, you know, we need to, we need to go back to the Bible to see if, you know, if, if it's, if, if what's happening, is it, is it true or false, right? If what we're doing is, is right or wrong. I mean, should, should we, you know, should we watch Harry Potter, like, magic, right? There's, there's a whole big deal about that. Should, should uh, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, magicians and how that's not good, right? Sorcery, that, that's, that's bad. So, like, should we watch Harry Potter or should, should we play the Harry Potter app, you know, to, like, you know, casting cast the spells to, like, you know, free certain, like, confoundables or something? You know, like, should, should we do that or not? I mean, oftentimes when I'm scrolling through my Instagram, um, I come across these Christian posts, Christian accounts. Um, you get like the daily encouragement type of posts, right? You get the Bible verses, you get the you know, the memes, right? like fake Christian memes or whatnot, and you get those type of things. You get the deep theological stuff too. And time to time, I'll come across a post where I actually have to take a pause, and I have to wrestle with what's, with what's being said here, because sometimes I can't fully agree with it. Or just because it has like you know maybe it has a a, a phrase. And it has like a, like a picture of Jesus in the background. Like that doesn't make it true, okay? Just because it has a cross, you know, in the in the photo, or just because it has a cross on someone's like profile picture, it doesn't make whatever they say suddenly true. Or we need to discern. We need to we need to go back to the, to the Bible and see. Okay, well, what does it actually say about this topic? Alright, we don't just turn our our brains off, but we actually need to discern. What is the Bible actually saying about uh, this topic? And especially with the world at our fingertips now, where we just, on our phones, our tablets, our computers, we have access to so much information. Are we, we, whether, we, you know, whether we look for these things or not, it just shows up. And we need to be careful. We need to go back to the scripture to see what it says. Alright, and lastly, I mean, more often, I mean, there's so many Bible verses that are misused, misinterpreted. There's a lot of our verses. I think one of the most popular ones is what? Philippians 4.13. I'm sure everyone has probably come across it one way or another. Philippians 4.13. Anyone, anyone can, can quote that? You want to try quoting that? Yeah? Yeah, I can do all things through Christ. Right, who strengthens me? Right, you, you see that on, you know, like... NBA, you know, sneakers. Right? People playing the NBA, like what step prayers, and they might have like, you know, that on, on like on his on the sole here or something. Like that. You'll see that on you know people's, uh, you know, bio, you know, biography, uh, you know, like uh, accounts. You see it maybe like on a T-shirt. You see it on a coffee mug. You see that. You see that everywhere. And oftentimes the way we use that is that you know God is going to help me do whatever I want to do. I might not have the strength or capability to do something. But as long as, you know, I believe in God, you know, I believe that I can do anything. As long as I believe I can do anything, God is going to help me get through it. Regardless, right, if it's, it's actually, you know, uh, what God is, you know, about, what God is, if it's, regardless if it's part of God's mission or God's will. So we need to be careful, right? There's a lot of other Bible verses that get tossed around too. So we need to actually um, think about what these verses mean. So I want to give some steps that we can take to, to better, you know, um, help ourselves and help other people as we are in this community. First of all, we should look for context. 
Okay, look for context. If it's a Bible verse, read the whole verse. Sometimes they'll only use half the verse, or like the first part, or the latter part of the verse. Read the whole verse. And in fact, verses weren't even there. Verse numbers weren't even there when the Bible was first written. Okay, that came later on. Because it helped people to like find certain passages faster, right? When it was written, it was just written all the way through. So how so oftentimes it's hard for us to differentiate where an idea started and where an idea ended. So I encourage you guys to read it through. Maybe maybe read the whole chapter. Maybe read a, a section of that chapter. Maybe read the whole book. Right? Try and try and see what comes before, what comes after. Right? If you read Philippians um, chapter four, read the whole book of Philippians, you'll see that Paul, he's in prison. He's writing from prison. He's suffering. He's gone through a lot of hard times. When he basically is saying that, you know, whatever my situation is, because I'm, man, I'm, I'm trying to spread the gospel, I'm trying to live for God, but life is hard. But man, God, you are going to help me to endure these things. Whatever comes my way, God, you're going to strengthen me. You're going to be my strength. But that's where it's coming from. Right? Not, not, not that, you know, if, if I quote the Bible verse, then I'm suddenly going to be able to, like, win an NBA title or something like that. But it's coming from that, you know, it's coming from Paul's, uh, you know, intentions. So when you, when you read a post online, you know, really just kind of, like, be careful, right? Try and see what the context is. If someone tells you something that you should or you shouldn't do because the Bible said so, look it up. All right, look it up. Right now we have a lot of technology, it's so easy to just type in like some, some words and then have to see if Bible verses pop up. Right? See if that idea is, is, is biblical or not. Maybe an article will come up. Maybe ask your friend, right? Maybe share a post. Share a post. Hey, you know, I read something really interesting. You know, could you read this and just tell me what you think? Maybe ask for references. When someone says something, hey, you know, hey, you're like, hey, you know. Could you, could you tell me like where, 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 you know, where in the Bible that idea came from? Like, could you share that with me? Because I'm, I'm interested in that. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe someone will say, hey, it's from a sermon that, that I heard. Ask for a link. Go listen to the whole sermon. Like, we need to take more initiative these days. Try and get the bigger picture. So one thing that we can do is we can ask for clarification. Ask for clarification. So if someone says something or you see something or whatnot, you hear something, just say, could you tell me more about it? Could you tell me more about that? Like, I, I just want to learn a little more. Or you could say, I don't quite understand. Could you, could you define what you mean by this? Could you define this word for me? Second off, you could what? You could do, you could say, ask for an explanation. Like, could you explain what you meant by God only helps those who help themselves? Could you, could you maybe expand on that for me a little bit? And what I'm, what I'm doing here today is I'm not trying to scare you guys or scare us from, you know, from opening our mouths and saying anything. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to say, okay, we should, we should like, you know, like stop ourselves from using the internet or anything like that. I'm not trying to do that. But rather, we should engage each other more. We have a community here. Right? We have people who are reading the Bible. We have people who are, who are learning. I want us to take these opportunities to grow deep in our faith together. Use what, use what you have here, okay? You're, we're not, you're not alone. We're not alone. And this is how we can grow together. For example, someone might say something to you and be like, man, that's just what I needed to hear. That word of encouragement. I've been having a really hard time. Man, I've been having a lot of doubts, fears, and whatnot. But, man, 
what you share with me is just that was so powerful. Thank you for that. Maybe, maybe someone, maybe you might say something to someone, and someone might say, hey, you know, like I understand what you're trying to say, but like you know, the Bible actually says this, and they might have to correct you, and that's okay. We're all learning together. So I don't want you guys to be afraid, but rather I want you guys to say, hey, be encouraged. Let's let's learn together more. Let's actually read it and let's actually help each other. Use what we learn together. Help each other. And hopefully as we do this, we can grow together like the churches that Paul visited. All all these churches all over the place. They're doing the same thing, right? They're they're, they're valuing scriptures. And I hope that we can do that as well. So we don't have much time left. So I just want to go really quickly into communion and we're just going to kind of close up. So community here is where we fellowship over the bread, right? Which is the body of Jesus Christ, or broken for us, that symbolizes, you know, his sacrifice. Right? That we have the grape juice here, it symbolizes his blood like shed for us, which covers our sins, which washes our sins by itself. So as we come here, this is for believers. Um, and if, if you call yourself a believer, this is an opportunity for us to remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Where we remember what he's done for us. It's an atoning work, taking our place. When we were supposed to die for our sins, Christ died for us. And we do this in remembrance of him until he comes again, and then we'll take it with him. So this is really awesome. This is like a celebration, but it's also time for us to reflect. For us to just say, say hey, God, and talk to God. Like, hey, this, is, this is what I've been going through. Um, and maybe I have some sins I need to confess. Confess it to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Right, the Bible says, the way the says, if we if we confess our sins, right, uh, God is faithful and just and forgives us, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when you come to this, and just just come with humility, come with joy. And if there's someone that you need to talk to today, maybe you need to ask them for forgiveness, maybe you need to apologize or or whatnot, like do that before you come and let it in. Let's take it together, okay? We don't have much time, so let's make it a little quicker today. So take some time, and then you come on forward.